I didn't really have a cold open for this episode, but I was just I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that recently subbed to the YouTube channel. Um, we also got uh, a few. We got well, I saw a little bit of a bump in the podcast, but it was mostly to subscribing to the YouTube channel. And that last episode got a lot of views compared to our previous episodes. Um, that didn't mention Fedora. For some reason, if we mention Fedora, those episodes <laughs> blow up. But if we're not talking about Fedora, uh, yeah, we have to post it on the Reddit to get any views. Um, but I want to say thank you to all those people. So um, I, I've been nervous to post it there. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I do this thing where like, I want to start a podcast and like, I'm like, oh man, I want to promote this thing. I want people to listen to it. But then once I get to the point where it's actually promoting and I know people are going to listen to it, I start getting nervous, you know? And so I've <laughs> <Yeah>. been... <laughs> I've been nervous to post it on, on Reddit and I don't really know why, but I feel like we've been working hard to put this thing out and yeah. you know, I just, it's just time to either like, you know, post it, let people like criticize it or, you know, we should just stop doing it or just admit that we're yep. only doing this cause we enjoy doing it and we don't actually want people to listen yeah. to it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Crowbar Kernel Panic, the podcast at the intersection of Linux and gaming. This is episode 14 of the of the podcast. <laughs> and uh, this episode, we're not live streaming because I'm worried that I'm going to wake my son up any minute now. He's just in the other room and we've been struggling all week. Um, but we are recording this and we will be posting it on YouTube at the Crowbar Kernel Panic YouTube channel. You can send us an email at crowbarkernelpanic at pm.me, or you can join us on Discord. There's a link in the show notes to the Mintcast Discord, where we hang out in the Linux gaming channel. Um, I don't know. There's been uh, been lots of talk uh, in the Linux gaming channel um, recently of the uh, the remake for Dead Space. They're remaking the original Dead Space yeah. game? Yeah. Yep. That looks really cool. You know, I, I just picked up all the Dead Space series in a Steam summer sale, and uh, I I installed the first one uh, using Proton, and uh, I, it kind of it was it was a unique experience because it was like a game that was so old that even if you were installing it on Windows, you would probably run into certain resolution issues. Only that's yeah. kind of amplified by the fact that we're running <laughs> it under this compatibility layer yeah. on Linux. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm totally excited for the, the new one and maybe with the, maybe it'll come out in uh well, it'll probably be proton compatible. That's probably what it'll be is it'll be yeah, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. That's most likely what it'll be. No reason for them to actually make it like Linux available. It'll probably just be proton. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I've said in the cold open that we wanted to thank everybody that, uh, joined the show from the subreddit, the Linux gaming subreddit post. Um, and uh, we got some we got some suggestions there, um, and uh, I wanted to kind of I wanted to kind of like bounce them off of you and see how you feel about them because I think there's some good ideas in this and I understand where they're coming from. The main thing that was like a re- recurring comment uh, from several people was that they they basically they basically jumped on because they saw a link on Reddit that said um, something specifically about games. Linux native games um, because right. I titled the subreddit post that way. The title of the episode was titled that way. And so they click on it expecting that it's completely understandable. 
Um, but that's not really how we do the podcast. Like the podcast, we kind of banter for the first half and then we get into like a, a specific right. topic. Yep. And I think that's perfect for a podcast, a, a podcatcher. Like when I listen to podcasts, that's what I expect to hear. But I think it might have been misleading based on the title. And I don't remember the exact wording, but I think the way I titled it actually on Reddit is what made it so misleading. Right. But it did spark up the it did spark up the conversation of like, do we segment out portions of the show enough? Like if you were listening to the show, would it be the stream of consciousness all the way through? Or is it like kind of broken up into like, you know, that this is sort of the uh, weekly wanderings kind of opening of the show. And then that leads into whatever the like deep segment of it is. I mean, I, I understand that there needs to be some sort of delineation there or, or do, or do you even agree with that assumption? Um, yeah, I think, I think definitely uh, well, from what I've, heard and and know is that most people listen to the first like minute yeah. or two minutes and they decide if they're going to keep watch, uh, listening yeah. or watching based on that two minutes so if we say you know if we talk about nothing but linux native games for the first two minutes then they're going to probably stay and stick around yeah. if we don't then they're not um so that's a good like, point yeah. right and and not to not to say to like be like oh the cold open is going to be just you know two minutes of of talking about the topic and then we go yeah. off into banter no i wouldn't want to do that because then that's really misleading because then yeah. they're like invested and then they're like what you know so mm. i i think that definitely the first things that we should talk about are what is based or uh, what the topic is about i think because yeah. then it kind of keeps people in and then and then they don't feel like they wasted their time waiting to get to the point where they are listening or get to the point where we're talking about the thing that they want to listen to then at least they can be there for like five minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes, however long we talk about it. And then if we start going off into stuff, they can, you know, yeah. get off they won't, if they don't want and, to watch us. And not every episode has like a deep topic like that. Although we had kind of done that right. like in a row there because we saw the Fedora video work so well that we kind of tried to recreate that by like picking other OSs to cover. And and we did follow this same seg, uh, same sequence where we would kind of open the show and talk about whatever we wanted to. And then eventually get to the OS that we were reviewing. Um, one thing we did do differently, though, is that we broke that into two videos a lot of times. So I would do like one video that was like the whole podcast. Yeah. But then I would do another video that was like, this is just specifically the distro review. Um, and I think that worked right for, for YouTube. Um, but I think, list, I you know, it's one of those things where like I feel like you know, like podcasting is like really branching out into the YouTube space right now. There's a lot of YouTubers yeah. that are oh, starting yeah. podcasts. Um, YouTubers that I used to follow for their videos are now doing podcasts, and I really enjoy their podcasts more than I like their old videos. Um, and so I think a podcast can be more, can be more in yeah. depth, even though it doesn't got video. Because a lot mm. of times these YouTubers, they do 10, 15, 20-minute videos when yeah. they could really do an hour-long podcast of the same thing and get yeah. way more content in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I think I think splitting it up makes a lot of sense for specifically for YouTube. So, I think right. that maybe going forward, we should still... I mean, should we still post the full uncut version? Like, should there still be like a, a full podcast video... And then also a separate video that is just the like specific section. What do you if think it, about if that? It, if it's not like too hard, maybe you should do that for YouTube, segment mm-hmm. it out, and then for the podcast, uh, for podcatchers, just do the whole thing. Yeah. But we'll try to cater to 
the fact that whatever the title of the video is, is going to be what we talk about first. Yeah. And you know, I have kind of felt, I'll be honest with you. I've kind of felt guilty about how we title some of the episodes because I am trying to get clicks, you know? And if we were doing only a podcast and there was no YouTube element to it at all, I wouldn't care what the title is because the title doesn't usually attract people, you know, in the same way that it does for a podcast that it does for YouTube. So for, for YouTube, right. yeah. you're going to get suggested something based on the title. You're going to get suggested something based on the content. And then you need to see the title to click on it. Whereas like in a podcast, you just subscribe to the podcast that you like. And it's mostly personality driven where you, you like this show because you like those people. Um, right. And, and so you don't care what the title is. You're going to tune in every week. And so I think that the fact that we are doing this, you know, for YouTube as well as a podcast, it has kind of changed my mentality of like, well, what should I title this that will kind of get, you know, more attention or more clicks. And I think, right. I think that was also something that kind of led to the, to the confusion. Well, about and that's that. more important when we're new and we need to get the viewers yeah. and we don't know how to do that Very other true. than, you know, spend money yeah. or, or send, uh, something to someone who is bigger than us yeah um other than that how do you do it and that's how you do it unfortunately yeah um not saying that we planned it that way because we really didn't i know you didn't Mm. um we just kind of it kind of happened and um i think we definitely should should change it up it feels like we're talking about some like weird scandal (laughs) or something like every everybody seemed to really like the video and 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 we got we got more subscribers or something but i just I personally, so I, I, I feel like I've been doing podcasting for a long time and I'm kind of, am kind of like, I like to be like quirky and artsy in how I do podcasts. I don't like right. doing a show where it's just like, okay, this, and then now this, yeah. and then yeah. now this. Like a new show, fine. That's good with yeah. a new show. But like for what we want to do and just kind of right. talk about what we like, we, you don't want to be like that. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm really, boring. I'm really trying to find a way to like trans, translate that concept, like where it's a free form, you know, show where we can, where it's personality driven and we can talk, but yet we have this, we have this uh, like common interest and like right. common goal of promoting uh, Linux gaming. Um, right. And, and so, you know, it's like, I'm in this, I'm in this weird, like, I'm in this like weird place where I'm trying to balance, I'm trying to balance that. But um, so Based on the comments that we got last week, one one thing that was pointed out was that we should do timestamps. So for sure, I've already got timestamps on that past episode, and I'll do it yeah, on that, future episodes. I, that's definitely nice. I always yeah. like timestamps. I um, thought I thought it was harder than it is. I thought it was harder than just typing it. You literally just type in the time, and like YouTube's smart enough to figure out that that you're wow, referring really? to a time within the video. Yeah, it, that's crazy. And it makes sense because what else could it like? Like ninety nine percent of the time, that's what it's going to be. If you type in right. a time and then something beside it, YouTube's just smart enough to figure that out. So I I don't know why <laughs> I thought it was going to be like some kind of like I had to put an HTML or some kind of weird tag or something. But no, it's just you just type in the number. Well, that's, and it's yeah, good. That's super nice. <laughs> <laughs> so so from now on, we'll definitely do timestamps. I don't think it's a bad idea for us also to break off uh, specific segments into their own videos. I think that's a good idea, and those should probably have the clickbaity titles like. The intention right. of those is to try to draw those, you know, people in, and maybe the podcast episodes are just called episode yada yada, you know, episode fourteen, episode fifteen, episode sixteen. Maybe that's less confusing. I'm not, I'm not sure what the answer is there, but I'm probably not going to break up this episode. I mean, I'm going to do what we just discussed, but I'm, I'm probably not going to break up this particular episode just because. Um, I am, I'm going to be rushing to get it uh, posted before I, I leave to go visit my, uh, my dad. 
Um, but I want to say thank you to everybody that uh, subscribed. We went from like 30 subscribers to 60, which like, I know we're small potatoes. We only got 60 subscribers, but to be honest with you, we have zero social media. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. have not bought any advertising or posted hardly anywhere. We've basically only done that one Reddit post is our like big promotion, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're not, we're not doing terrible. But I did say, I made a promise in, I think, two episodes ago that if we got to 50 subscribers, I would use i3 window manager for a month. And if you're watching the video right now, you can see, you can probably tell that my desktop looks a little, looks a little different than it used to. <laughs> and that's because it's not GNOME, it's not Cinnamon, but it is i3wm and i'll probably use it for more than a month because i'm spending some time away from home on vacation for a little bit i'll be back and then so i'll try to make it so that actual days used equals 30 days like i'll try to use it for you know right i won't i won't be like oh i'll use it for a month and then go vacation for a week like i'll I'll (laughs) (laughs) use it for like two days right (laughs) (laughs) i'll try to actually use it for 30 days so um (laughs) I can say so far, so far, I don't hate it. I'm already kind of getting used to it. I don't love it. I don't love I think it. You need to, I think you need to explain how, how you did it. Not yeah. only are you using i3, but... Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So this is actually Pop! OS with <laughs> i3WM, which has to be a really rare combination. There can't be many people running... I'm pretty sure you're the only one. <laughs> The reason that came to be, the reason that came to be, is because I, I needed, uh, I I needed to edit some some podcasts and I needed to post some stuff, but I also wanted to go ahead and try out i three and begin that ticker, and so I thought, well, I'll just reinstall everything. It won't take that long. But then I started thinking about, yeah, but then I'm gonna have to do this and I'm gonna have to do that, and um, and oh. I started getting the audio. So in, in all of our previous reviews, I complained about how none of those operating systems liked my uh, USB uh, audio device. Right, yeah. I think it was GNOME. I think it was GNOME the whole time because really? I started having the problem on Pop! OS and I just couldn't believe that an Ubuntu-based distro, I mean, it's a super pop, it's not an obscure distro at all. Yeah. People have really adopted pop. It's known for you know having a certain level and they of pretty stability. Much keep everything that Ubuntu does, yeah. they don't like really do anything except for their their um, desktop on top of it. Right, and I was just thinking like it works perfectly on Linux Mint, and like when it comes to Pulse Audio, how different really is Linux Mint to to Pop OS? Like, why am I running into this same issue again? Right, yeah. Like, I totally got it on Fedora. They're using Pipewire, some experimental nonsense. But like, <laughs> right. but like, we're just talking about Pulse Audio. Like, there, there's no way that I'm really running into this exact issue again. And and so I was thinking, I wonder if it's GNOME. I wonder if it's got something to do with the way GNOME is handling this somehow. And I am not smart enough to tell you how. I have no idea. But that was one of the reasons why I said, you know what, I'm not going to change anything except for I'm going to go ahead and switch to i3, and I don't have the problem on i3, and I and I can't tell you what it is. I don't You're know still why. Still on pop and everything, so it, it obviously isn't something to do with the guts of Pop OS, right? <laughs> and and 
the only thing I can say is that like in whenever you open the like uh, the audio settings, your Pavu control or whatever, or actually Gnome is not even used that. I don't know what it is, but whenever you right, open yeah, those settings, settings yeah. yeah, when you open those Gnome settings and you go to sound, just I would have nothing there. Like huh. where it normally says your like sound card or whatever for input, so and then what you're like using for output, there's nothing at all there, and I have to reboot uh, my computer to get to it. And when I reboot my computer, of course, it's using my like native onboard sound, and I switch it to the USB device, and that's like a 50-50. Like, maybe it will detect it, and then maybe it will just have nothing, and I'll have to reboot again and hmm. try it again. But on i3, I just I had to install Pavu Control, but I just, uh, you know, I right-click to launch this thing. And then I can change it to whatever I want under configuration, and that works mm. every single time. It's it's never failed, and so I, I don't know. Go. And that kind of reflects on my review of Fedora because that was that was like the only thing keeping me from using Fedora. So maybe if I were to use some other spin of Fedora other than GNOME, I might like spin, it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. It, I mean, honestly, that was my negative review. I think I mentioned that in every. In every distro review, and it could have it could have been that all along. Yeah, hmm. that's so wild. It's it's just the the bane of of being a Linux user. It's just that one thing that doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like everything else is beautiful, and that one thing, that like, one. Who thing. knew? Who knew? You know. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I'm on i3. I'm I'm actually enjoying it. I went. I'm not loving it, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I'm still kind of at the point where I'm learning more about it as the more Learning I use curve it. is still there. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Before we got on the show, I was like, oh, I just I have no idea. I have literally no idea how to resize this window. <laughs> we need to resize the 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 window that we have the the camera shots in. I need to resize that, and I could not tell you for the life of me how to do that. I had to Google it. See, see. When now I have to Google or search for how to resize my window. Right, yeah. Then I know I don't yeah. want that. Yeah, it seems like a little bit much, right? Yeah. Um so that's that's where I'm at. It's like I'm enjoying learning about it and uh I like the tweakiness of it. I like that I can like adjust so many things. But then that's there's the nice thing about the window managers is you can kinda like tweak it to how you yeah. exactly want it. Yeah, I I really liked Openbox back in the day, um, but yeah, there's the other part of me that's going. But how much time are you spending learning how to resize your window that you could be spending <laughs> editing another podcast or or making another post on Reddit or you know what I mean? Like I'm like, what else could I be doing other than googling how to resize my window right now? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem productive. And they call it the mo they call it like they say Windows managers like the most productive, but like I'm not seeing it, people. You've got to convince me. <laughs> I'm not seeing it so far. Fun, yes. Productive, eh? I'm <laughs> jury's still out. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> All I can say about tiling Windows ma window managers is I don't have it set to on on Pop OS because yeah. it's annoying as crap. <laughs> I yeah, just, the, the I can't stand it. Yeah, the like pop tiling thing is like it's supposed to be like best of the both best of both worlds. I don't know. I could I kind of buy into. I'm not into the tiling aspect of. I'll tell you my favorite thing about i3. If I were to tell you one thing I actually do like about it so far, is like it's in, it's impossible to alt tab. So if I have a game running in Proton, 
I don't know if this this way for everybody, but for me, if I have something running in Proton, it takes up like my mouse cannot leave that monitor. Like whatever window space my Proton screen is taking up, my mouse can't leave it. And so, okay, so if you have it, like it, it's almost like if you have two monitors and you have it full screened on one, yep. and you can't leave that thing, but it's within the window actually. Right. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Is your your Proton's not this way? No, no. If I have it, if I have it windowed, it does not do that. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So, so when I play Final Fantasy fourteen, um, on my left monitor, I have to Alt Tab to to take that out of well, focus. If I, have it, if I have it full screened on my on my one monitor on my right monitor, I mm-hmm. can't go over to the other one. But if I have it in a window, then yeah. it will allow me unless unless it unless I'm like if it doesn't have a mouse like in the game like if in the game if there's a mouse that you mm-hmm. can go around and click things mm-hmm. then i can go out of it but if there's mm. not if it's like skyrim where there's no mouse cursor yeah. within the the game other than the, if you hit exit escape you know to yeah. get out then like elder scrolls know. online yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I so uh I don't know maybe it's just Final Fantasy now I don't know I, I kind of I'm doubting myself now I'm not sure I thought it was every Proton game maybe it's just <laughs> Final Fantasy but but so normally I would just alt tab and then make whatever you know I usually have YouTube on the other screen so I'm, I'm changing videos or whatever and then alt tab back into the game well sometimes that crashes things or that makes things screwy right so right in in and you could actually do this in. I'm sure you could still do this. You could send it to another workspace in uh, in other distributions, but on a i3 window manager, it's just really easy to just say, okay, I want Final Fantasy to be on workspace three, and I want my YouTube to be on workspace two. And if I ever need to you, if I ever need to make a change in YouTube, instead of alt tabbing, I just use the hotkey to switch to workspace one, which still leaves up workspace two on my other monitor that makes sense hmm. and yeah. maybe oh yeah that makes sense and maybe that's not new to i3 i don't know i should try it on, on the gnome session and see if it's the same but i never i never needed to figure that out until i started using i3 <laughs> but, hmm. yeah i never <laughs> even tried that so that that's actually uh, very intriguing i'll have to yeah. try that as well so whether that's a feature or or <laughs> i don't know but that's that's one thing i like about it um because it's like it's like final fantasy never alt tabbed it was it, final fantasy still running it's just on another an, another screen somewhere hmm. you know that's interesting in the abyss and then i just had to switch back to it <laughs> <laughs> so how's your week been what have you been doing oh my week my week has been kind of crazy because it's been raining here like mad oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's flooding right now so bad yeah we I have it here too <laughs> oh man that hurricane hit us so that's that's basically what's going on right now yeah but um, yeah. Other than that, I have been looping and ringing my keyboard. <laughs> You've been over there looping and ringing. Okay, <laughs> tell me more. Tell me is. more about this. If you don't know what that is, it's when you take your keyboard and you take your keycaps off your keyboard and you put little O rings mm-hmm. on the bottoms of the keycaps so that they 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 squish against and they don't make that clack. Okay, that clacking sound. And then you get some lube, super lube, in my <laughs> case. That's what I use. <laughs> get a paintbrush because I don't want to desolder every single switch. And you take the little fine paintbrush. It's like a little tiny like like this. Yeah. And uh, then you stick it inside of the switch with the lube on it. And, and it man, 
it is it makes a huge difference. My keys don't make a sound now. Really? Yeah. See? Well, I didn't get them all done yet. <laughs> Only got like twelve <laughs> keys done because I'm at <laughs> the time. But the keys that I've gotten done, they're Just, silent. You do all the vowels, the keys that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every <laughs> other key is loud. <laughs> um. So, uh, what kind? So you you don't want no click in your keyboard. No click. I I have I have Cherry MX Reds, so they're okay. just linear, straight down. Yeah. And the thing right now is they make such a loud noise when I'm when I'm typing because they bottom out, and they mm. hit the uh, they hit the aluminum, and with the with the O ring on it, it doesn't bottom out on that on that aluminum, and then with the lube, it, it keeps it when it comes back up, it doesn't hit yeah. against the the top because you can't put an O ring there. You you just have to put some of the lube, and the lube sit, sits between the um, uh, the actuator and the and the aluminum, hmm. you know, uh, housing. So uh, yeah, it's basically silent with the ones I got done. So I, I gotta keep going on that though. <laughs> I have reds on my keyboard at work, and I've had that keyboard forever. I really that's that's my favorite. I think. Um, before that, I had oh, I gave it away. I had uh, I guess they were cherries or something. They were really clicky, and um, they're probably blues, right? Yeah, maybe maybe so. It was like it was like not it wasn't like a nice keyboard. It was like the cheapest mechanical keyboard I could order on Amazon at the time. I think it was like a forty, fifty dollar keyboard. You could um, have Gatorons on too. Maybe. And then my keyboard that I have now is this is a uh, Steel Series, and uh, well, the the one that I have Reds on is also Steel Series, but this one actually is some kind of hybrid. This is not mechanical keys. It's like a hybrid mechanical something membrane key or something. Oh, okay, yeah, I've, I've heard of those, yeah. Yeah, I thought I'd try it. I like the way it feels. I don't know that it, uh, if I try it, it's, uh, it doesn't feel as nice as my as my keyboard at work, but I actually type more at work than I do at home, so that's, that's kind of why I made that switch. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. Have you ever, do you think you could be the type of person that actually, like, builds your own keyboard? Oh, definitely. Yeah? I would love to do that. They're just so expensive. I know. That's the only reason. Like like this keyboard was expensive for me, and I paid like a hundred and I don't know what it was, hundred and thirty some bucks for. It. But this was like yeah. ten years ago. This keyboard's old, yeah. and I'm just getting to to doing yeah. this now. I've been dealing with it for that long. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No. I, nice keyboards, man. It's it's hard to come by one that like I used to have this like Fatality keyboard that had these like flat chiclet keys. Fatality. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, it was like it was like chiclet keys, like you see on a. Uh, on a uh, like a Lenovo laptop, but like back in the okay. IBM days, like the like whenever IBM had those, they're a little awesome, deeper. Yeah, and okay. I had a desktop keyboard that was like that, and it was like a compact keyboard, but it still had the numpad, and it, it just I don't know. Oh, I've seen those. I have seen those on on Amazon. They look so nice. Yeah, yeah mine's a full keyboard right now, and it takes up so much space. I would like to get a smaller one, but uh, I don't want to spend the money right now. That was my favorite <laughs> keyboard was that one, and it was like. Um, they quit making it and me and another friend of mine, we, we loved it. We both had the same keyboard and we loved it so much that when we heard they quit making it, we like ordered extras because we were like, as ours <laughs> breaks, we'll just replace them. And then, and sure enough, I went through two replacements and, uh, and then, you know, now you can't get the thing. Um, yeah. it was my favorite, favorite keyboard. But then my second favorite is that, is that still series I'm talking about at work. But, uh, yeah, a, a guy I know that I, I, 
the, so whenever I transitioned to a new role at work, the guy that replaced me, he came in and he had this fancy keyboard with like, you know, <laughs> it's the, the spirally cord that plugs up, you know, separate plugs up on the keyboard and plugs into your PC. And like he had built it himself and everything. And I was just like, dude, that thing is so sick, man. <laughs> I, I, I could see myself getting into that too, but yeah, you're right. It's like completely like it's completely too expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet uh the and then the, there's the people that actually like make the special keys and stuff like they make their own. Oh look. yeah, yeah, freaking <laughs> like they they like three D print like Klingon and crap. Yeah, that's so <laughs> on the wild. keys. Um, so I have been a DJ of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mentioned at the start of the show that like I have been dealing with trying to get my son to go to bed. I don't know why, just all of a sudden, like like overnight, everything changed. Just something just clicked with him where he just didn't want to go to bed. He doesn't want to sleep in his room. He acts scared sometimes. I mean, it's just like, like literally we never had any issues putting this kid to bed. And then just, just overnight one night, it just, it just, just flipped. I don't know. And now we're like, you know, every night we're having to like, you know, go through a routine and make sure he's tired and then, you know, put him to bed, you know, stay in there until he falls asleep. Like it's this whole thing and I'm sure he'll grow out of it. It's just a, it's just a phase. But, um, part of what we did to make him feel comfortable in his room again was I went and bought some Hughes light bulbs. We, you and I were talking about it off the stream, uh, like, you know, uh, smart lights and stuff. And (laughs) so I don't have anything automated yet. I I haven't figured out quite like we don't have them on such a schedule that I can automate it. So I'm having to actually like, you know, manually do it with my phone. And so we're going through this process of like at seven o'clock, I have it at like, like 90%, you know, lit. And then, and it's on a certain color, you know, and then, uh, when, once we're done with bath time and we're getting ready to go in his room and start playing with puzzles and Legos and stuff, then I start creeping it down to 80% and I, and I change the tone to a little bit more, a little bit more blues and purples. And then, and then as it keeps progressing throughout the night, I'm just getting lower and lower and lower until finally he goes to sleep at like 5% or like when it's really low. That's and, actually like that's not a bad idea at all. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So I feel like I'm this weird DJ where it's like based on <laughs> the mood of the house. I'm over here just like adjusting the lights in the living room, adjusting the lights <laughs> in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel that's like I'm, great. And I, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and also we have the we've had the Nest thermostats for a long time too. But that's another thing is I think he's getting hot at night and waking up. But then if he gets too cold, he wakes up. So then and and. The, Throughout the night, I'm also like adjusting, like okay, well if I if I make the downstairs 73, and I make the upstairs 70, and then I turn the fan on for 15 minutes every hour, you know, I was like, I'm just going, I'm going through this like weird routine, <laughs> just trying to adjust everything, every automated smart product in the house. I'm trying to adjust. <laughs> Oh man, that sounds yeah, dude. Once you automate this though, it's great. I love I love having my automation stuff set up. Yeah, what do you have set up? What kind of automation you got? Um, I got I got like lights and you know the, like the lights you have and stuff, and um, definitely my office light in in um right in here where I'm at. Mm. I have that set to come on at like five. It's not a fancy bulb. It's just an on off switch. It's actually a plug that you plug into the outlet. Yeah, yeah. And I just have it coming on at like. I don't know, five thirty or something like that, because you know, once the time changes, that's about when it gets dark out. I don't yeah. change that. I just leave it like that, and then I have it go off at like maybe like one or two in the morning every day, 
And if I stay up too late, that tells me that I, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're up sure. too late. Get the heck to bed. <laughs> That's one of the things I'm trying to do. So right now I don't have any kind of like auto, home automation kit or anything. I'm, I'm basically just using, you know, one of the ladies in the tube and I want, what I want to happen is, so my son has an alarm clock that doesn't make noise. It actually has a light on it. So it's like yellow at night. And then it lights up green whenever he's whenever it's time for him to get up and get out of bed. And he knows, and he does pretty good at this actually. Like he doesn't, he'll sit in his bed and play until it turns green, and then he'll get up. And so the the hue light in his room, I was thinking if I made it change to green at the same time that his alarm goes off, that'd be like an extra cue. But what yeah, I really want is to yeah. But what I really want to do is set it so that it changes those. Those gradual downs, you know, starting at seven and then seven thirty and then eight and then eight thirty, but it's just not right. <laughs> right now, I'm not. I don't even know if he's asleep right now. Whenever we started the podcast, my wife was still doing it. I don't even. I'm not confident that he's on a schedule that good yet. So we're still kind of manually doing it. But um, things are pretty quiet. So I think I think he's made it through. And this is a good sign too, because I'm scared. To, I was scared to podcast while while he was uh, trying to go to sleep. Yeah, definitely. I would. Yeah, yeah. I'd be worried about that. <laughs> You know, I've been podcasting in the room next to him like his whole life. It could be that when I take a break from podcasting, he can't sleep. So maybe maybe that's what it is. I'm not hey, podcasting maybe, enough. Maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. <laughs> but because of all that, I haven't been doing much gaming. Uh, playing around with uh, i3 on Pop. And uh, the only gaming I've been doing uh, is Final Fantasy, which I talked about earlier. Um, and, uh, oh, last week I talked about how I was trying to get the owl mount. In um in Albion, well, I got the mount, and now I don't even log in. I'm I'm totally over the game. I'll wait for another cool mount to come out, but until until that happens, I'm kind of done. That's great. <laughs> oh man, oh, got the mount. Ditching the game. Right. It's exactly. Fine. What uh what games you been playing this week? Well, um, actually, off air, I said that if we got to 50 subs, that I would only let uh game on Linux. For a whole right. month and yeah i know it's a linux gaming podcast i should be doing it anyway <laughs> blah 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 but i have one game skyrim elder scrolls 5 skyrim yeah that it is a pain in the neck to mod on linux and i've tried i've tried um mod organizer i've tried um, vortex which is another modding tool and okay. the problem with vortex is well one it's electron and two, you'd think if it was Electron, it would be native to Linux, right? Right, yeah. Well, it's not. you got to freaking go into um, Lutris and install it that way. And the problem with that is it's such an old version of it that it just it doesn't work. It's not even worth trying. It's like literally on 0.17 in there, and it's it's on like 3. Dot yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's like it's like years old. Well, so then... I'm curious about this. All right, so... Uh... We said we were going to do a whole uh, innards episode one day about modding Skyrim on, on Linux. I didn't think it would be this hard. I, I kind of pictured it like... Well, you know what? Yeah. It, it shouldn't it shouldn't be this hard because, you know what? I've seen so many people that have told me that, oh, it's it's super easy because they use Mod Organizer. And that's what I was uh, going to mm-hmm. say. There is, there is a pretty much up-to-date... It, it's got a couple of dot releases back of Mod Organizer on Lutris. And it, it you're supposed to be able to just install it with Lutris and it works and it's fine. And I got th- to do that once. 
Mm-hmm. And then I can't remember what happened. I, I should have wrote it down. Something happened and I had to reinstall it. And every time now it will not reinstall. It, it gets to a point and then the whole thing crashes and there's no log or anything why it crashes. So maybe if I were to have gotten it the first time, maybe it would have worked and I wouldn't have any issue. But I don't know. Because this is this is the best thing about that is if I get this to work, if I get it to install and everything, all I have to do is copy over my folder from Mod Organizer from Windows right to Linux, yeah, and boom, it'll be done. I have all my mods. I won't have to worry about screwing around with it. So, so here's my here's my question. I've never done this. I've never done this. I've only ever played yep. Skyrim on Windows when it was still a new game, and I haven't done any modding or anything like that. Um, I picture it kind of like add-ons for MMOs where you can either use minion or you can use curse or there used to be the one everybody used. Like you can use different things, but you can also just manually put the files like, cause on Linux, I don't use any of those things. I just manually extract, you know, the folder to the appropriate right. place. That's not the way modding works though. Right. Okay. So basically what happens with modding is you'll go on to, um, well, there's other sites, but I use, um, the Skyrim Nexus and that's, that's the website you go to. You download the mod you want. It gives you a zip or 7-zip or whatever file. And then you can put that file into the mod organizer and it will place it in the right, the correct area where it needs to place it in the game mm-hmm. when you install it, Okay. when you install the mod. Um, now you can do that or you can link your Nexus uh, account to mod organizer and it'll download it and install it for you you know you can do it all within mod organizer but i always do it manually but um see now it's not as easy as say you know like a add-on to a game because Mm -hmm. you just buy it and then you download it and it installs no you have to you have to know what order to put these mods in because they overwrite other mods like Mm -hmm. let's say you have a mod that that makes the texture of a chair look better and then you have another mod that makes the mesh of that che- texture look better. Hmm. Well, if you put the the texture, the mesh first, and then the texture, the mesh is going to get overwritten by the texture of the the chair. I, I'm probably screwing this up, but that's basically kind of what happens. I, I get what you're so saying. If, yeah. Right. So if you have five mods that do the same thing and they overwrite each one, yeah. some of those are going to be redundant and you're you're, you're going to have crashes and other things you know and that's just a very that's a very basic you know explanation of it because there's there's mods that freaking add animations to the game there's mods that change up there's, the way it, it yeah. runs i mean it's it's freaking it's crazy and those mods can really screw your game up to, to the point where i mean yeah <laughs> it's not playable <laughs> when you first started telling me about the different mods you were into i watched some videos and i saw there's even mods that's like basically taken Skyrim and just made another game. <laughs> like it's oh, yeah, not even the yeah, same yep. game. <laughs> yep. That I've actually not played one of those mods I've played, but the the other one, the one of the bigger ones I haven't played and that that one I want to do eventually. But um and yeah, it, so while you were explaining that, it did click with me the difference. So whenever you're installing an add-on for Elder Scrolls or World of Warcraft or something like that, you're just changing your interface. You're not actually changing yeah. the game. Whereas like a mod to Skyrim, you're actually changing, you know, this the, is like the game loading itself. textures or yeah. literally loading another character into the game. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, so, it's very in depth and it's not like something very easy to, to just jump right in and be like, Oh, I'm just going to do this casually. Yeah. No, 
I mean, I, I my wife does this does this too on Windows. Well, I do it on Windows mostly too, but uh, we've spent weeks trying to get her game to work. And I, I, we've tr- well, we tried to do it exactly how mine is, but her computer doesn't work. Isn't isn't as powerful as mine because it's a laptop. So it really brought the frames down to like like 15 frames per second yeah. in some areas, and that's just unacceptable. So we had to get rid of some mods. But now hers is not – there's 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 just things that are happening, errors that are happening with hers that aren't happening with mine, even though I have the same mods. So yeah. it's like it's very fickle. It's not like you're going to have a, a – uh, what do I call it? A comparative experience, <laughs> computer yeah. to computer. Um, That's interesting. Um, it's an almost an art, really. It really is. It's 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 yeah. Not, <laughs> it's not easy. I I want to try it. I want to try it. I want to just want to have the experience of it, uh, especially on Linux and see how it works. Um, Once you get it working, it's it's amazing. Mm. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. I don't even know if I still have because back whenever I played Skyrim, I don't even think I had it on Steam. Um, so I probably have to actually buy the game again. Um, but it's like always on sale. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is. It's on sale a lot. And uh, you have in the show notes here that you want to get into Valheim again. Yeah, I, I, I do, especially since I, I want to do this, you know, no uh, Windows gaming thing. Oh yeah, I want to get back into Valheim because that's one of the one of my favorite, um, you know, Linux native games that I really I, I want to play more. Like even yeah. though last week we did our whole you know Linux gaming, and I had other ones at the top. I, I think Valheim is something that's so uh, fresh enough that I haven't played ever before that I could really get into if I really tried. <laughs> I just got to yeah. have the time and and uh, and the um, desire, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. I think I kind of want to play it some more too. One aspect of the game that we really didn't utilize, but I hear people talk about, is the fact that you can like play locally on your PC. And and still carry things, you know. Yeah. Your one character. Whatever's in your can, inventory. Yeah, can join that, some that other server somewhere. Over. Yeah. Carries over. Yep. And so you can kind of have like a community server where you're doing things together, but yet you're also have your own setup where you're you're building resources and you're kind of preparing, you know, for whatever it is you're going to do Slowly on the Slowly drain one. the people's resources on the server and yeah. just bring them over <laughs> to yours. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to try it again too. I'm kind of with you. And and right now, um, I would say I'm kind of bored with the stuff I'm playing. Like I, I'm, I'm basically only playing Final Fantasy right now because I don't know what else to play. And it's just kind of the one I always go back to. And it's like unbelievably huge right now. Like I can't go. Yeah. All the major cities are like I get like twenty frames per second because like, there's just like so many people. <laughs> I, I like it, it is unbelievable. I've never seen I've never seen FF this populated. But um, but yeah. So I'm only I'm kind of only playing it out of boredom. I'm really not that interested in it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll give Valheim another shot too. Um, it's a really great Linux uh native game. Uh, we talked about it in our in our thing last yeah. week, but it's it's really cool that it, it became so popular, and uh, and it just happens to be like it wasn't like you know the selling point of the game was not like hey we're totally available for Steam OS and Linux, but it, it just <laughs> happened to be that way. Yep. Um. Yeah. I might. I might. I might dive into it a little bit too. It's also a very relaxing game, and then maybe that's what I need yeah. after a day full of DJing my house <laughs> for my kid. Um, I need some relaxing Valheim time. All Some right, crowbar and chill. It's Valheim and chill. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, let's do some news topics, and then I think we'll get out of here, and uh, we'll we'll wrap this thing up. Um, 
I picked out some kind of fun some kind of fun stories here um and uh totally was not looking at these while I was supposed to be working. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta I gotta do the I three thing here. All right, so move this, <laughs> move this we to should three, never look up this time. <laughs> and then move us to three. Perfect. All right. Um, so uh, indie game Celico pushes the original Doom's tech to a whole new level. This is an article by TechSpot, uh, but it's covering a uh, a game that is actually using the nineteen. I think it's ninety three. 94 it's using it's using the original <laughs> it's using the original doom engine um to uh to render this game and if you look at let me play some of this video but i gotta Me- mute it um like if you watch the game this does not look like something that's made on an engine from 93 i mean there's definitely like some pixelation and you can tell that you're looking at uh, animated sprites and, and things um but it's done it's done in a stylized way that it actually, the game looks beautiful. Like it looks really cool. And there's something about watching the motion of the way the guns like reload and like this whole system, uh, you know, uh, this whole doom system that they have, like, it's just so reminiscent for me. Like I just, I just, it just takes me back to, to uh, whenever I played Doom Two, and these games yeah, were just—it's it, like it—it it, it looks good, but you can tell there's just this. There's just some. What is the word I'm looking for? Yeah, like there's something I can't. I can't <laughs> seem to pinpoint, but there's like just there's there's just this way of playing this game, um, that just feels so different than even playing like modern Doom. That is like a yeah, like when he oh yeah, that's like that's like a really good um example is when he re when he um cocks the gun. Yeah, that 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 slow like animation, like that choppy yeah. kind of animation. That's like, yeah, that's Doom right there. You can't like if you saw that, <laughs> it didn't matter what the game looks like. You just know that's Doom. It's so unbelievably <laughs> nostalgic, man. It's really cool. It re- yeah. There's uh, you know, there's there's a couple games like this. I remember whenever they did the uh, they they recently did the um, it wasn't the summer sale. Um, it was one of those indie sell things they did on 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 Steam. And uh, one of the games on there, I can't think of the name, but it was just like really like dark. Um, it was like it was like Graven. So Graven is another game that I kind of think fits into this same category where it's like this like nostalgic first person game. Graven's not even really a first person shooter. It's like a first person RPG. But um, but they're doing this kind of like where it's like a like really 90s classic looking. Um, but yeah. there's there's another one that's really popular. I can't think of the name of, but there's a few games that fit this category. But just based on this video clip in this article, I I feel like this one is is unique in that it like hits it just right. Like to to me, I love Graven. I'm not criticizing it. Um, I, I want to stream that game. But like to me, this game looks like it is going to feel like you're playing like a modern '90s Doom. It looks really cool, and it's gonna be it's gonna be SteamOS and Linux native. So. Um, you won't have to run it on any sort of emulation like you do with Graven. Cool. Graven, you have to run on Proton. Um, yeah, this is going to be straight up Linux native, which, you know, being built on that engine, I would be su- I would be surprised if it turned out that it wasn't. I mean, it seems like that ought to yeah. be compatible with like anything. You got to be able to run this on on your Samsung fridge, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, another really cool, uh, another really cool story is. Um, we have uh, Gary's mods, very mm-hmm. own Gary, 
is Harry's back. <laughs> <laughs> he is actually going to be helping with the uh, EAC issue. So um, we got a comment on one of our recent videos asking us about um, did we think that the Steam Deck was going to push Valve to finally fix the issues with EAC running on Proton. And I remember, I don't know if I said this on the show or if it was just behind the scenes you and I were talking about it, but I remember saying, like, I don't understand. I play I play Counter-Strike all the time, and I, I'm not limited to non-EAC servers. I've never realized that this was an issue. But I'm a complete fool. I was playing the Linux native version of Counter-Strike, uh, <laughs> where where EAC does work. This issue is specific to, to Proton. Um, right, yep. So, uh, Gary Newman, uh, the founder of Face Punch Studios, creator of Gary's Mod and Rust, um, he's actually working on this problem is, and is going to help resolve the issue um, prior to, well, I'm, I'm assuming prior to the release of the Steam Deck. But, um, you know, That's this they're aiming for. Yeah, and this is one of those good things where it's like because the Steam Deck is kind of pushing this topic, it will all benefit from it. Um, There's an, there's an interesting quote in this uh, PC gamer article, but it's uh, our goal is for every game to work by the time we ship the steam deck says Eric Peterson, um, who is a, a, a steam deck developer. Our goal is for every game to work by the time we ship steam deck. Now, do they mean every game on steam to work for the steam deck? I, I don't. I hope he didn't trip over his words and was just like overzealous about it. But the way it makes it sound, that's what he's saying. <laughs> I mean, that's our goal. That's not. Yeah. It says our goal, not right, we right. are going to. It says our goal. So I think what he's doing is setting the bar high so that they really get on it and they get a lot of games done. I don't think they're going to be able to get everyone because how can they? Maybe they're talking about every, maybe this is specifically talking about every game and that uses EAC. Maybe they're trying to fix EAC for every game that uses it. Um, I'm trying maybe to maybe so. I'm trying to kind of like reread through the article because this question just popped in my head as I was reading it. Um, but anyway, so it goes on to say, uh, we are constantly building on Proton, and there's a lot of work that has been done that doesn't yet affect the public version of Proton. So, which, I mean, of course, they're developing things now that we've not seen yet in the public Proton. But just just based on this statement, I feel like they're like really addressing a lot of things behind the scenes that we've not seen yet as Proton Linux desktop users, um, including testing of thousands of games, engaging with third parties like anti-cheat providers, work targeting game compatibility, and more so um it, it i mean i think this article for one thing gary's mod is amazing and uh gary newman uh seems like a really cool guy as far as i know I, uh, gary's mod is a lot of fun <laughs> if you've never played it it's basically like uh i mean it's like it's like so many games rolled into one because people can just build like what they want and then host it and you can join other people's servers and you know, it's just this like mayhem using the uh, valves, uh, <laughs> uh, the valves uh, um, engine, the source engine. Um, 
But uh, yeah, this is a topic that has been on a lot of people's minds. We've seen it in comments, and uh, it looks like they're going to be resolving that. But also, in addition to that, it seems like this is another example of how the Steam Deck um, is going to be pushing better support you know, for Proton in the future. Well, one thing I don't understand about the anti-cheat stuff is why is it even a problem for Proton users? Like, like I don't understand. Like, I, I get the whole, like, you know, cheating thing and all that, but why is Proton being called out for it? Like, is it because it's, you're running Linux and you're trying to emulate, not emulate, you're trying to translate it into the, the Windows calls? Or is it just because they don't want it to work? <laughs> like if they don't if that's the case if they just don't want it to work and they're just saying no you can't do this then this isn't going to work because they're just going to block it somehow unless now, they unless they find a way to to disguise it let me tell you a story let me tell you story time okay i remember i don't remember what expansion it was but i remember back whenever one of the wow expansions came out early early on um whatever the one after uh wrath of the lich king was i don't even remember um cataclysm i remember when cataclysm came out it was like the first time I ever experienced wait lines trying to log in to my server. So like I, the game had just blown up overnight and was all of a sudden so popular that uh, you couldn't log in because everybody's trying out this new expansion. And it was so bad that it was taking like hours to log in. Like it was taking like absurd amounts of time to log in. And so I said, I had this idea. I said, you know what? What if I just never log out? <laughs> what if I log my game in? And then I set up a bot to just press a key, you know, move my character a little bit. He'll jump every <laughs> once in a while, just enough so that I don't get logged out. And and so I, I, I use like a macro, you know, scheduler and I scheduled a macro to keep me moving just enough to not get logged out. But then I started thinking and I was just getting a little too creative here. I probably should have just left it at that. I would have been fine. But then I started thinking, well, is there some way that. I can do this, but make it look even more like someone is at the keyboard. Like, like what if they could respond to messages? If someone sent me a message. Could I respond back? Well, anyway, I kept <laughs> trying all this. I kept trying all these things to just, and all I'm trying to do, the funny thing is, is like what I'm trying to, like I was breaking the terms of service. Like um, I deserved what was coming to me because there was a consequence of this. <laughs> um, oh, <no. laughs> but like, like I wasn't doing it maliciously. I wasn't trying to like, I wasn't trying to like steal anybody's gold or like, you know, do anything. It was, it was strictly just cause I didn't want to wait the queue times, which right. is, which isn't, which is malicious because, because I'm logged into the game. Some other guy <laughs> in Alaska can't log in. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, so anyway, I got found out. They saw that there was a program running at the same time as the game or whatever. I don't know how they figured this out, but they, they saw that uh, I was I was somehow trying to cheat the system, and um, I got banned for uh, seventy two hours. And uh, I remember, just as a side note, I remember I was so addicted to WoW at that time. That was like, like I remember that ban. It was like, like death sentence. Yeah, it felt <laughs> it felt like like I I just didn't know what to do with myself for seventy two hours. Like I remember talking to my girlfriend about. It. I was like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna? What am I gonna do? <laughs> She's probably thinking like, I don't know, spend time with me, you know, like, uh, like <laughs> what, what am I gonna do? Um, but uh, anyway, so um, they just they just saw that there was I was doing something malicious or not malicious. 
they just saw that there was something that I was that I was running on my PC, something I was doing that was somehow trying to hide something from them or manipulate the game in some way. And it was just, I'm sure that a human didn't even look at it and make a decision. It was just like an automatic, like, cause I'm telling you, I remember I turned on like this one particular program and I don't remember enough about it, what it was now, but it was like a macro program or something um, that was going to like listen for the responses that people sent me. And then it was going to send a message back. And it was like immediately when that thing started ran- running, I couldn't even like move my character. I was immediately kicked from the server. Ooh, and wow. that's probably something similar to what's happening here is EAC in order to protect um, the players from like wall hacks and aim bots and all these sorts of things. Right. They're just already looking for any sort of program that could be like trying to obfuscate or, you know, manipulate the game in some way yeah. or, or manipulate their ability to view what you're doing on your end. And right. Yeah. Proton probably just, it may just kind of look, look like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Now th- that makes sense to me. Now that, yeah. now that you described that, I can totally see that being an issue. <laughs> yeah. Like last week when I was trying to play Bless Unleashed and it never would let me log in, it was probably because of Proton. Bless Unleashed probably thought that the way I was running the game under, you know, with this other layer of software between me and the server, it probably saw that as something malicious and wasn't letting me log in. Um, and right, so that's right. the types of problems that, you know, they're running into. It's, it's unintentional, I'm sure. Um, yeah. They're not just yeah. like, we hate Linux users and we're not going to let them. Lo- they're a bunch <laughs> of cheaters. They're a bunch of, they just, they got, well, I was, I didn't, they got I didn't aim mean bots. it that way. I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, when I, know, I said I know, it. I know. But, but I meant, I meant like, like in the way where they, they don't know what you're doing. So they're just banning it because they don't know what you're doing. That's what I yeah. meant. Yeah. 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 No, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Is they, they don't know, they don't know why there's this strange compatibility layer, you know, but while you're running the game, they, but they just, they're like, Hey, we're not taking any chances, you know? Right. Exactly. We're we'll, not taking any chances. We'll yep. ban and ask questions later. Um, <laughs> Can you sue for having someone be like, have an aimbot and you lose? in the game uh is that like a i'm thing? sure i'm sure that that has been done before but i don't know i don't <laughs> i don't know that it was done successfully but i'm sure that has been done um so uh the next story we have is uh we're one percent baby one percent yeah um so this is on pharonix the the classic uh pharonix has been around forever um so I didn't realize that we had like lost ground, but apparently at one point Linux market share, this is for the survey that steam asks you. Sometimes there's like a thing that pops up and just asks you, do you want to I've never gotten in my entire life? Really? I've gotten it so many times. I've never gotten a steam survey. Never. Not once. And I've been on steam for freaking how long? I don't know. 12 years more than that. I've gotten it so many (laughs) times, but it's, 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 uh, I've gotten it so many times and I always fill it out if I'm on Linux. I always fill it out because I want to contribute to this percentage. But there's a way, like if you get if you dual boot, there's a way to if you get it on Windows to somehow save it, log out of Windows, go into <laughs> Linux, and then it still pops up. Like I, I forget who some yeah. podcast was talking about, it, and I'm like, yes, if that ever happens to me, I'm so doing that. Well, <laughs> a- apparently we were at one time at two percent, and then it gradually dropped. So. But that was one thing that the Phronics article points out is that that was actually during um, that was actually during a time period where uh, Steam had a lot fewer users, and it was whenever they had just launched for Linux. Um, right. 
in that window of time, we were at 2%. But as Steam grew and got more users, of course, the majority, the overwhelming majority of those right, users were Windows. Percentage. Yeah, yeah. It's, it'll move around. So uh, uh, for the last like three years or so, we actually were below 1%. And then we, um, as of July, um, we actually uh, we hit 1% finally. So I don't know. I think there was like a trifecta when this happened because yeah. the Windows 11 was was announced. Yeah. At that time, and they're not allowing you to use. Well, they they backed out on that, which I predicted. But anyway, they're not. They weren't going to allow you to use um your old PCs mm-hmm. for that. Then the Steam Deck was released, and all that yeah. you know, all that stuff that was happening. So it was like it was like all these things happened at once, and I I think we gained that much because of people trying to figure out where Linux is in the gaming market. Maybe. Yeah. No, I think right now is like a really interesting time for the Linux gaming market because of. Because of Proton and because of Steam Deck, but Proton is just getting so good that, like, I, I mean, I know it depends on what games you play, and and everything I play is available on Steam. So there is that too, you know. Like if you're trying to play uh, Magic: the Gathering Arena, you know, it's not available on on Steam. It's available on Lutris and it works really good. But there's plenty of games out there that maybe don't, you know. Um, but I think Proton is just getting so good that I mean, I just think more yeah. and more people are are migrating to that. Um, I would much rather buy a game on Steam than anywhere else just because of, of Proton. But I'm also not the target of this. Like, I, I've been a Linux gamer for a long time, and that's not going to, like, you know, I'm not... The, the idea is, like, what makes it better so that Windows users switch to Linux, you know? Um, right. And maybe we're not quite there. We're not there yet. I mean, there's not even... There's yeah, no... We're no, not even quite... I don't think we're there yeah, yet. Yeah, we're not there yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... I think this, I think we're showing I think we're showing progress and I I, I think that I, I my question is what do you think what do you think uh, Windows 11 will do you think that will push this percentage up or down Okay so if they wouldn't have gone back on their on saying that you can't use a computer without a TPM2 chip which is mm. just you know mm. a security feature um, if they didn't go back on that and say, oh, Windows 11 is going to work on everything, I would have said, yes, it was going to push, push people to yeah. go to Linux. But now they're just allowing anybody to use Windows 11 and it's not going to matter. So, yeah, gotcha. I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to make a difference. I think people are just going to go from Windows 10 to 11 and not care or buy a new PC yeah. and, and not care. <laughs> what I would say is if you're a Linux user out there, whether you're gaming or not. All right. So you game on Windows and you got Linux on some other computer in your house. Install Steam on it. Open every that PC you have Linux yeah. on. Install Steam. Install on. Steam on every PC that you have. It doesn't We're matter. Skew the crap out of this right. radio. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. And if it doesn't matter if you're ever going to play a game on it, open Steam every single day, <laughs> <laughs> and pray that you get that you get that survey so that you can you can take the survey and just increase the percentage. <laughs> That's what'll get us there. That'll get us back to two percent, and then we'll be two percent, baby, two percent. <laughs> and the more percent we have, the more people will care about Linux. The more games, yeah, yeah we'll have. right, exactly, exactly. Man, this is it. This is a killer. This is a killer idea. Convince all of your school libraries to switch to Linux. <laughs> just, just go to the library and install and Linux on every piece. Install of Steam <laughs> on every one of them. Yep, exactly. Steam big big picture mode every time it boots up. No one would have any idea what to do. It'd be great. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the Steam Deck might uh, skew the number um, in a positive direction. I think that's going to really skew the. I uh, not skew it. I think it's actually going to yeah. raise it up in 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 a legitimate way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's going to be. I I might even predict three percent when Steam Deck. When Steam Deck comes out, like I don't know, I, maybe that's maybe that's wrong, maybe that's a lot, but I, I mean, <laughs> this thing has I, been pre-ordered like crazy, so I don't yeah, know. I wonder how. So I wonder how popular the Steam Deck really is, though. I mean, it's it's it's. I know, I know. I'm trying not to get too. I don't want to be, but I am. I feel like it's. <laughs> I I feel like it's really really popular, but I also am like so absorbed in this community. I feel like I might have a skewed Linus, opinion on it. Linus. I know said such good things about it like when he says something good about stuff yeah if it, okay if he wouldn't have said anything about it if he would have just ignored this thing yeah. i i don't even know if it would have sold out or i shouldn't say sold out but i don't think it would have even got like the traction at least i should say i i mentioned this to uh i was actually it was i was playing D a few nights ago with some oh some people you know and i mentioned the steam deck uh to a friend of mine and she said uh Let's see. How did she word it? Um, <laughs> she said, oh, I said, oh, I said, dude, I'm so excited. I said, I pre-ordered the Steam Deck. Like, I'm so excited about it. And she was like, oh, I know. But they have such a bad reputation on the hardware they release. I just don't think it's mm. going to be any good. And That's, I don't. she oh, might be crazy. Yeah. She might not be representative of any, any percentage of you know um, what? the no, people out there. You know what? No, it's it's funny you mentioned that because yeah. that is the exact reason why I did not pre-order it oh, because I wow, am yeah. actually afraid of the hardware. I want to yeah. see version two before I actually it, get one. It, that's exactly what she said. That's exactly what she said. And it does seem too good to be true, you know, but man, I'm going to ride that. I'm going to ride like, that faith train. <laughs> I feel like such a hypocrite now. I'm going to ride that faith train <laughs> all the way off the cliff, baby. I'm, I'm on, I'm all the way on board. All you know the what? way. You know why I, 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 kind of i mean if i had the money if i definitely had the yeah. money and i wasn't worried about money i would have pre-ordered the most expensive one the no, hands down but yeah. only be, for the fact that i if it doesn't happen to work as a, as a gaming machine it, it would be a nice like yeah. retro gaming machine it'd be a nice computer in general just yeah. to have yeah um but like the, the real reason why i didn't pre-order is because I, I don't want to get the cheapest cheapest one because yeah. I'm, I'm kind of afraid of that 64 gig storage and I just don't have the money for the more expensive ones, so that's that's really the reason. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if another I thing, money would have been done. <laughs> another thing is too is I don't necessarily know that she means that she thinks that the product will be bad as far as like not working, but that I I, I don't I I think she's comparing it to the uh, you know the Steam boxes that they just never really got the support to to keep it alive. Like there was just yeah, it seemed like yeah, once yeah, it yeah. started failing, they were just like okay, we'll we'll try something kind of like else. Google. You know, you know, kill everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's more along the lines of what she's saying she's worried about. But for the reason you just said, I think these things these things are popular even just as right. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a now, fantastic retro gaming device. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. No, no lie. That's that's good. Now the only thing I can say against what what, what you said before is if you look at all of the failed products that Steam had mm -hmm. and you add them all up, it equals to the Steam Deck. You know what I'm saying? Like the controller, the trackpads, they got all oh, that figured out yeah. there. They yeah. got the, the Steam OS. That's all yeah. figured out in the software. You know, all these failed things, these this little is things the... lead up to the Steam yeah. Deck. It's the weirdest thing if you look at over their time period of all the hardware they've mm -hmm. had. That's other a good than point. like the Valve yeah. Index. Even the Index, though. Because you know what? 
they have that they have that um accelerometer um <laughs> yeah, yeah tracking that you can turn the thing like all of it equals to the steam like it's yeah. almost like they had this like 10 year plan it's and the they magnum, were just like this is the magnum opus this is the uh <laughs> this is this is, this, is, this, is, this is valve's donda right here this is <laughs> this is valve's donda oh man oh that should be the title <laughs> valve's donda <laughs> all right um so this has been a good episode oh uh You'll have to explain this last article for me. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't look into this yet. It sounds cool though. No. Um. So no. I was just. I just wanted to add that Halo Infinite was definitely um released or not released, but is um announced. I should say. Yeah. And uh, it has a release date for this year. Uh, I think it's December sometime. I believe. I didn't look exactly, but I'm wondering now if if it's going to run on Linux because of the Steam Deck actually. Yeah. Because. It's going to run on Linux for the campaign, no doubt, because because mm. all of the Halos now run mm. on Linux, the campaign, yeah. fine. But the um, online multiplayer is the problem. That doesn't work through Proton mm. because oh. of the anti-cheat. Yeah, yeah. Gary's got and your I'm back, curious, bro. I'm curious if the Steam Deck is going to change that for Halo Infinite. Gary's got your back. Gary's Gary's gonna fix that problem. It's, it's funny because I didn't read that other <laughs> your other post, and I posted this for that same reason. <laughs> it kind of worked out perfectly. Yeah, no, they're yeah they're gonna they're if they don't solve any other problem, I feel like they're they're gonna solve that problem between now. Yeah, and then if nothing else, they'll solve it for the Steam Deck, and then uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, I have this other link here. It's actually an um a uh what do you call it like a forum post on the official halo website about proton and linux gaming mm. um so if you like care about that like you know go there and maybe post and get some traction on this thing i don't yeah. know <laughs> maybe it'll help i don't know i doubt it i highly maybe. doubt it but do it anyway <laughs> no i i think they're working on that i think that uh just like they were saying in that article um once they f- they're they're trying to fix this in such a way that it will fix it for other anti-cheat um programs right um yeah and a lot of programs use the actual eac itself yeah that's what that's what halo uses oh really yeah oh yeah they'll yep. fix it for that they'll fix it i'm i'm i would i would bet money they're gonna fix it gary's got you back yeah. gary's got it bro. <laughs> gary's got you back. <laughs> now that should be the time yeah. <laughs> all right well thanks for listening we'll see you next week uh probably a more structured show with a more specific topic but i hope you enjoyed this one peace <laughs> see you <laughs>